Welcome to the Limitless Grit Podcast, where we have conversations with social entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and ordinary people who are achieving extraordinary results. And now, here is your host, Shristi Gajarel. Hey you guys, welcome to another episode of the Limitless Grit Podcast. Super pumped about this episode as I have Ani Divya. Annie's a 30-year-old Indian woman and a passionate aviator who has been flying Air India for over a decade now, and she currently holds the honor of being the youngest female commander of a Boeing 777 aircraft, which is one of the largest aircraft in the world. She comes from an extremely humble beginning and no one in her family was a pilot or had to do anything with aviation, so she did everything on her own with help of her parents and was able to accomplish so much in such a short period of time. This episode might be one of my favorite because she tells what inspired her and what kept her going and how she was able to achieve all of her dreams and still continues to inspire people. So I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. So without further ado, Ani Divya, everyone. Annie, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Thank you. I know you're so busy and you're flying all around the world. So I'm really thankful for you to give um, an hour of your time. Thank you so much for having me here. So for people who are not familiar with you and your journey, if you want to give us a little background. Okay. Um, I'm from a very simple background. Dad and mom are from a moderate, like middle class family. And um, the place I'm coming from... Uh, was not aviation related at all. I had nobody from aviation from my family, relatives, or any of the other people where I was. And when I was growing up, inter- internet was also not very accessible. So I had no, not much information about aviation. But um, my dream was to become pilot, which was very clear from my childhood. So as I was growing up, my will became stronger. I started asking everybody how to become pilot, how to become pilot, <laughs> but no answers. And uh, in, in fact, I got very weird answers, which are actually not required for flying. But people were like, uh, you should get 90% above in maths and science and you should know how to fight. <laughs> you know, some people like also told me you should know how to do shooting and all that stuff. <laughs> Entirely, completely wrong. <laughs> all those things are not required for flying. There are other things which we need. So, but yeah, I kept asking and finally found my way. I think it's my determination uh, which helped me to find my way finally. So initially I went to an engineering college for a couple of months. But I was like constantly, no, 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 this is not what I want to do. I want to become a pilot and this is what I have to do. So that uh, grit and determination have taken me to where I am today, helped me through uh, that helped me to convince my parents and to prove myself. Mm. And of course, my parents supported that. That's how I joined Academy. And uh, then I've joined Air India later. Oh, wow. So you were in Andhra Pradesh, right? That's where you grew up? Uh, most of my uh, life because my dad was an army uh, soldier. He had to leave his home very early and earn for the family. Then he joined as a basic soldier in army. And I was born in Pathan Court while he was serving in army. And uh, later he took voluntary retirement and we settled down in Andhra Pradesh. Uh, there I did uh, my education from fourth class to 12th class. Oh, wow. So where did you go to um, learn flying from Andhra Pradesh? 
from Andhra Pradesh, I went to UP, Uttar Pradesh, uh, Indra Gandhi Rashtriya Academy. That's like one of the best academies in Asia. And uh, when I joined, they would take only like 30 students from all over India per year when I joined and uh, I got selected on that. Wow. And um, for my listeners who are listening, they might not know, like India has a population of more than 1 billion people and to be selected as 30 students, that must be so competitive. It was very competitive and we only got 24 people selected for our batch. Well, and how many of them were women? Uh, we had around uh, six women. So what was the hardest part from coming to Andhra Pradesh to Uttar Pradesh and how far was the journey? Um, about one and a half to two days in train. Wow. wow. So how, how was it different? And like, I'm sure it was like a culture shock for you. Uh, as such, Uttar Pradesh was also not very developed, the place especially where the flying school is. The cultural differences where I mentioned has been uh, like my batchmates who are along with me had an aviation background. Some of their parents were already into flying. They were captains with Air India and Indian Airlines at that time. So they're pilots kids. So they already know about aviation and them being from modern cities like Delhi and Bombay and going to good schools and colleges. They were much polished in their ways of talking regarding English or um, even the way they would like style themselves. So and the way they would understand things. And also there were people who already finished few hours of flying. Also, I was the youngest when I joined. So, wow. you know, at that age, uh, it's, uh, people were in their early 20s up to 24 and I was 17. So at that age, each age, you know, like the maturity difference is a lot in each year. So the age difference and the cultural differences between those and you not having any aviation background where you didn't know how to become a pilot to be there in a very good academy, uh, which is a nice thing. And uh, uh, yeah, all the other background, uh, because people are coming from aviation background mostly, whose parents are pilots and it, definitely better cities. Uh, like even uh, if not like everybody from Bombay, Delhi, at least they're from Nagpur, which is also a bit better in the cultural ways because it's close to Bombay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all those differences were there. Uh, but um, when you go through all this, I mean, I uh, uh, very nice of all those people, I would say even still I'm learning, but I learned a lot more at that time. Uh, and um you know a lot of people i think when they go through hard time they usually give up or they're really hurt and i'm sure you know like having the language barrier and being in a different state it was really hard for you what did you do in terms or in times where you doubted yourself so you know uh, what happened as i told you somebody told me you need to get very good percentage in maths and science for getting through to do pilot training so i kind of took that part seriously not rest of it which i cannot do shooting fighting and all those things i didn't <laughs> consider but i really did well in maths and physics and chemistry in my 11th 12th like all almost 100 persons and all of it so i got very uh, good confidence for myself that okay i'm going to do well and this is what i want to do and i'm determined to do but when i reached there all of the sudden i found myself to be zero you know i'm like thinking now i'm very confident oh i got 100 percent which helped me to get through that academy but there i was starting from the scratch from like absolutely zero Mm -hmm. so that brought my confidence initially very low and uh, I understood no but um, if you're to be here you're to learn first point is to learn it's it's not about not knowing it's okay not to know things Mm -hmm. and I'm okay I've been okay with that Uh, maybe that's come from my childhood also because there were times I got zeros and there were times I got 100% in both times my parents 
have treated me equally. They didn't say much. They just asked me, "Are you?" The day I got like two marks once in Sanskrit, my mom is like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm okay." And the day I got hundred percent, they are like, "Ha, huh, it's okay." So maybe that's the thing. When I was not doing well, I was like, "Still, it's okay. I will do well." Is more important than uh, not knowing. Is not important. I'm going to do it well. Was more important. So Vijaywada, nobody would speak in English. and um here everybody speaking in english i understand but when i'm starting to talk i'm making a lot of errors in my pronunciations and my grammar was all like wrong so people making fun i'm now i initially i was very timid and start to cry on a drop of a hat but later i realized no it's okay you need to be strong and you need to learn so even when people are laughing i would only ask one question it's okay you can laugh but just tell me what is right so i'm only focusing on what is right what is right and focusing on learning which i think helped me so much that i learned it so fast that it became negligent in a very short time and when i joined air india like i got the job immediately after my training and you would get into job when you're good with all of it so uh, you were, again i was competitive enough by the time i finished my training there and i'm thankful for all the people around because i could learn they're nice people but you will go through things when you don't know and you don't have to take it to heart the point is to learn wow that's amazing cuz You know they say like hard times or difficult times can either make you or break you and like that's such an amazing story that you people were making fun of you they were kind of bullying you and instead of getting hurt you're like okay let me see what's right let me see what my strength is and let me work on that strength and see where that can take me Absolutely and I would uh, like to share an incident here uh, when a lot was happening and uh, so which I never expected in my life so and which i asked my mom like twice in my life i questioned my mother for it so once i told her you know a lot of things are happening here and what do i do so she told me and it was very difficult for my parents we i also had a lot of financial issues my parents have just paid for my flying because it's my dream and they let me do it it's not that they could have done it on mm-hmm. their own very easily it was very difficult my dad took a loan and um, even getting a loan for flying in those days were very difficult because nobody knew about flying in vijayawada and they just managed so that pressure is also on me oh my parents are paying so much money and i'm here and i have to perform not that they're saying it but you'll feel it mm-hmm. and my mom said Listen don't think never think that you're paying, paying so much money and you have to be here a home doors are always open for you and you can just come back and but remember one thing wherever you will go there are issues there are problems and there are struggles in whatever you want to do well there will be more struggle so remember wherever you go these are like the similar things and you have to face it somewhere or the other so either you face it right now or of course your home doors are always open for you i'm like okay if i have to face it anywhere i might as well face it for my dream and be here and fight it right now but that gave me so much confidence that my home doors are open i actually never looked back and i've been always very strong after that yeah wow that's amazing to have such an amazing support and a lot of people don't realize it but having that security is so important absolutely that words of security gave me so much strength to go ahead so much more in fact later when i joined job i told my mom because you know when you're home you're very protected and all now you're living by yourself now after that from 17 to now i've been always living by myself when you're at home you're very protected you really don't know what's around a lot of times so i asked my mother why have you never told me about so many things existing otherwise <laughs> my mom is like uh, at least you had a beautiful imagination because of not knowing that there are things which are bad around <laughs> Um, I feel like you would have been successful even 
without that support because you were given an option to fly 737, but you waited and to fly 777, which is one of the biggest plane. But for people who don't have that kind of family support, uh, for people who don't have that kind of security, do you think it's they can achieve their dreams as well? Absolutely. I'll give you an example here in this song. You know, there are there are people who have all the family support. They'll be sent to a college, um, a very good college. They'll be paid for their fees and everything. But I know of people who could not stay there in the hostel and have come back soon. And they had all their family support. But they've come back and not achieved their dreams. Here, I would say your own determination matters. And when you have your determination, you will look for support. But in if you don't have your own determination, you'll not be able to do anything. Mm. So your own grit and determination is, again, extremely important because if you have that, you'll find your way. One thing that I really, like, I'm curious about is, is the determination you were born with or is it something that you grow over time, you think? Uh, determination is something actually, uh, even as a very young kid, I've been known about even my scrapbooks and all after school where we leave. Uh, uh, I read about everybody. One thing they've always written about me is my determination. Uh, even in school, even my teachers, when they spoke about me on the stage, in every stage, people have seen that kind of determination in me with whatever I did. But I'm sure like people right now listening to this, uh, you know, they can... If they really want to succeed something, they can probably start forming habits. Here, I would like to say success, failure, that's like completely secondary thing. Whatever you want to do, even smallest of the thing you do, I think it should be done in a way that it should be like as as better as possible. Yeah. So even when you're cooking, you should give your 100% because that's... Absolutely. What... You are doing it. So you give that kind of thing to it that you are doing it and it should be good, whatever you do. Absolutely. How how do you think is like how much do you think is destiny like being at right place at the right time? Of course, destiny. Again, yes. Uh, for me, I would uh, be honest. I think God's been extremely kind. Okay, when I was joining academy, everybody was telling my parents there are no jobs. Don't uh, uh, spend so much money for flying right now and don't make her join. But I was like, I don't know about job. Mm-hmm. first step I want to become a pilot and uh, thanks to my parents they really believed in my dream and they let me do that you know everything went step by step it's not that one day you're thinking of something like really somewhere and also making a decision to wait for triple seven was very difficult because uh, I would have been commander much earlier even uh, going on 737 it's the biggest decision to let go of not an opportunity where you can become a commander and you're still opting to stay as first officer for a while to do this so again very big decision to make so uh yes again you know the destiny may play it around but uh, you have to take your chances and if you don't you would may you may regret not uh, taking your chances what made you wait for 777 and like how did you decide to wait so in between i had an opportunity to get command on 737 or i wait here where I'm, i was looking that i will get command on 777 maybe i had to wait for in fact three four years longer or but i was like no but this is what i want to do <laughs> so i was very clear with my thinking um, so i didn't have much of confusion even while joining airlines uh, there was indian airlines and air india as two separate in- entities initially which would fly domestic and international so i was clear that i had to join international flying and uh, so i wanted to join with air india 
I don't know much about planes. So what's the, for our listeners, I'm sure they don't know much about planes either. So what's the difference between 737 and 777? So 737 uh, aircrafts are usually for domestic flying and our range of flying around four to five hours of flying. And the aircraft which I'm flying, Boeing 777 right now, we fly flights of around 14 to 16 hours, like continuously, like Delhi, uh, San Francisco direct flight and Delhi, New York, Delhi, Chicago. So the ultra long haul flights is what we do. And um, regarding the number of passengers, uh, 737 would carry around 180 passengers and 777 would carry around 350 to 396 passengers depending on the configuration of the aircraft. Were you so nervous like, when you first flied your 777? Uh, touch would I've never been nervous about flying. I've always been very excited. <laughs> <laughs> what was the experience flying for the first time when you were 17? I was again very excited. So the first time I uh, was airborne when I came back from the flight I'm thinking I'm still in air and uh, uh, when I came back and I was sleeping, uh, in my sleep also I was feeling I'm flying and I'm still in air. So I was like super, super excited and uh, extremely happy. And also, you know, flying for 14 hours and having like 300 people's life in your hand and, you know, you have to be best of the best to take that responsibility. Yes. So, yeah, it's a lot of sense of responsibility, and uh, I like doing it. Um, so, uh, there are a lot of people, I'm sure, who email you, who try to get in touch with you, and ask about, you know, like, advice or what they should do with their life. So, if there is someone in Nepal or some remote area of India, or even some, you know, remote area of United States, a girl who wants to be a pilot, who wants to follow her dream, but you know, doesn't believe that she can really do it, what advice would you like to give to a, you know, like 20-year-old or 18-year-old woman right now? Okay, so recently I heard about somebody, a mother writing, saying that uh, her girl, her daughter, um, uh, says she cannot become a pilot because she's a girl. And I'm surprised, in fact, uh, to know that it's coming from a developed country where a small girl can think like that. So here I want to say every girl... First of all, before choosing any career, just look at it as a profession, not it's, you know, take out the thinking and please throw it out of the window that <laughs> don't start thinking that you're a girl. <laughs> you're a pilot, you're a pilot, you're, it's not a girl pilot or a boy pilot, it's a pilot. Mm-hmm. So stop differentiating yourself from thinking that you're a girl. And if at all you think you're a girl, that should only make you stronger and much more stronger. That shouldn't be your weakness, it's the strength. Being a girl is a lot of strength. Mm-hmm. And I want them to choose all the careers with a balanced mind of not thinking that they're girl or boy. It's just a profession. Look at it like that. And like consider all the options available and go for the one they're passionate about because that's when they'll do it well and they'll enjoy doing it. Absolutely. What does it take to be a great pilot? Like what are the qualities that are required? So there are like a lot of things which we uh, get trained for through the period of time. So there are a lot of things required when you're flying, especially the commercial flying and all. Um, Like multitasking, it's a skilled job. So motor skills and situational awareness and uh, communication skills and crew resource management. So these are the few qualities and there are more. (laughs) 
And I also wanted to ask you this question. I think um, <clears throat> aviation is such a male-dominated uh, profession, and especially I'm from Southeast Asia, so I know, like, it's really hard for women to, you know, like, it's when you're growing up, like, I was like, oh, girls are not supposed to do this, or girls are not supposed to do that, don't wear this or don't wear that, without even knowing subconsciously you are told that men are better than you, you know, so, like, what were some of the challenges as a woman uh, pilot for you and how did you overcome that and how did you overcome that mindset? Uh, luckily, um, I'm again extremely thankful to my parents here. I would like it to any of the mothers are listening to this. I would want to share how I really didn't think that I'm a girl and that ever made me underconfident. Yes, society sometimes does, especially from the place I'm coming from. There, yeah, do not dress like this and uh, yeah, you cannot where um, those days jeans and t-shirt were not also common we were more of wearing wearing only salwar kurta mm -hmm. yeah those kind of restrictions were there but you know at home your basic nature is with what the strength has been given while you're growing up so my parents have always treated my brother and me equally if my mother says something okay do this work i would definitely say why mahesh my brother is not doing it i'm like hello if i'm doing it today tomorrow he's doing it my parents are like okay tomorrow he's doing and doesn't matter no differentiation so that is a personality development where you're not okay i didn't think as a girl if i'm doing it or not overall i knew okay i'm not good at my styling sense was very bad when i went there um because uh obviously people from bombay and delhi would be more stylish to where i've been told you can't even wear jeans and t-shirt you would only wear salwar kurta so but i was only looking at it learning i'm not thinking if i'm a girl and i'm doing it no it's like okay you don't know something you just learn it and you just keep improving and as i'm saying please like stop thinking you're a girl think that you're a girl it's it's only a strength i think girls are way stronger <laughs> yeah and i think um i mentioned before we recorded um your mindset reminds me of a book called mindset by carol dweck and if my listeners want to check out that book it's about successful people are not necessarily born the smartest people but they have this uh, mindset that even if I'm not great at something, I can learn that skill and I can work really, really hard and become the best version of myself. And like you said right now, like even if there were some things that you were lacking, you didn't let that be your destiny. You said, you know, I'm going to go out there and work on it and be better at it. And I think a lot of people lack that mindset. Absolutely. See, we are, when we're born, we're born with nothing and we're continuously learning and uh, that's what will help. It's okay not to know and you can learn it. And absolutely, you know, you have to put in that, not putting in that effort to do something is bad. Not knowing is not bad at all. It's okay. Yeah. And is that something you learn from your parents? Oh, uh, I don't know. This is somehow I always looked at I'm okay, you know, maybe um, because, you know, when I didn't score well, my par parents didn't say anything. And when I scored well, they didn't say anything. So that kind of gave me um, independent thinking. You know, my mom used to teach all, I have an elder sister and a younger brother. So she, she has studied only again till 10th and her parents could not afford to teach, um, like afford her education. So she had to stop her education at 10th. Wow. Still, she taught us all till fourth class, fifth class. And while she was teaching us, all of us has got like scholarships and we got 100% marks and all. She's not studying okay. She's like, do what you want. And they gave me that kind of confidence and inculcated those things. And maybe that's what made you learn that failing is okay and you can deal with it. And yes, when you work hard, you will succeed. So maybe you're naturally learning those. I think that's such an awesome mindset. And... 
without even knowing like in my, in my household or in my culture when I grew up it was like everyone would be like oh that person's son is doing so well why aren't you doing well or you'd always compare to someone else yeah everybody I hear this the similar thing from everybody saying about all their parents yeah and you don't you don't appreciate your kids for working hard you appreciate your kids for achievements like it's not for growth it's for achievement and i think that's kind of hindering people from growing absolutely i remember as a very small kid i was very naughty so my mom was sending me <laughs> to school to go along with the teacher at the age of two only because i was extremely naughty <laughs> but <laughs> i remember whatever i do like she'll make sure because i'm very active she would give me something to learn and write and smallest of the thing i'll do i didn't know if i really did well or she, it's just the way she would put it across to me she's like oh you're very good and you're doing very well and you know that's building your mind actually from the very young age and she's like yes you've done very good job and i i know you will do very well you know yeah. i think that is giving the confidence i didn't know if i really did good or bad but i remember what she said so parents saying that to a child uh, and that's i think really a biggest encouragement absolutely and i think a lot of parents especially from south asia they like to pick on your flaws like you're so bad at it that's your weakness you are terrible and without even knowing you're playing with your kids mindset and you know ruining their confidence absolutely i've seen that around my uh, in fact i would get good marks and yeah there are parents around showing my report cards to their kids and saying all that yes i've seen that <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i see that now like even in people in my community oh look at her daughter or look at her son and i'm like okay you know i think we should all like work on each other's strength I think it's more about marks you know how uh, i for me at least it was not in fact uh, in my 10th class i didn't really score well and i told my parents um, uh, i i don't know this is my um, thing i won't say it's right or wrong but i can tell you what i thought about it i did well in my 9th class and uh, in 10th class i decided for my board exams that i am going to sleep and i'm not going to study and my parents are like are you sure this is what you want to do i'm like if one exam matters in life i want to see how it goes because i'm i can't run a rat race if everybody wants to get first i'm okay not doing it let everybody else get first i'm sleeping before my exams and my mom is like Are you sure you want to do this i'm like yeah so i only got 58% in my 10th so when i joined my 11th i was put in some sixth section or seventh section from like there were like some 12 sections for 11th class but imagine when i just started in my 11th when i did well in my quarterly exams i, I was again in like the top section wow. so how can one exam decide your life so here i want to say a lot of people here committing suicides in like southern part of a country because of marks and failures here again i want to say please one exam will not decide your life one incident no it's about continuing going ahead and if you're good and you're hard working things will work if not today give it another another day it's okay absolutely you can't expect a fish to climb a tree and be better than a monkey or something right and i think we're all good at different things we uh, it's like suppose somebody is doing uh, a singer if you ask me to become a singer today i may be good at my job i may not be able to do that so everybody is different absolutely and our i don't think our testing system really measures someone's creativity and ability uh, i think what is creating a fear here is the fear of being judged again you all have to subconsciously i think what affects a lot of us is fear of being judged so i think we have to train our minds to say uh, it's okay 
to perform or not and especially it should be only for you why we worried about what other people are thinking yeah. you want to succeed you will put in that effort and will succeed you don't want to you won't but here we are working towards others judgment which is like you're only a thought for others and you're making it your mindset and that's not right i think that's so true i think what's hindering people and what's stopping people from pursuing their dreams is fear of judging and fear of failure and absolutely i think and you should first think you're only a thought for others and we don't have to make it our mindset absolutely and i think what differentiates from people who succeed and who don't is you i'm sure you had fear i'm sure you were scared but you didn't let that fear of other people's thinking stop you from pursuing your dream whereas some people that would paralyze them and no, no, here it's when you have to make a subconscious you have to make a decision and you have to make a actually conscious effort to understand things when we are making decision are you making it for yourself or are you making it for other people uh, whom you think are judgment about you so you have to be very, you have to differentiate both and do what is right for you because when see when you succeed everybody is say oh you did well and if you fail they'll say oh see you did bad but that will happen in any way so you don't have to make your decisions according to that absolutely do you ever think that if you didn't succeed in being a pilot or what would have happened So yeah again here I want to say there are other things also I want to do in life my life has just started yeah. and this is the one of the things I've achieved which I want to achieve I have lot more to do want to lot do lot more um what is another thing you want to do like yeah, I do want to reveal that list as of now but yeah, <laughs> I love learning I keep doing lot of things so if I don't do something it's okay if I fail at it I will not then I want to do something else yeah it's not one thing it's not it's not about one thing so you have to put that effort good if you succeed you don't succeed if you try and live your dream if you cannot live that dream okay make your life a dream so find something better wow i love that i absolutely love See, that when you're a kid you'll have like so many things first thing teacher you're like i want to become teacher i want to become something else and kids tell like i want to become this 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 but why are we not thinking that now it should be the same way why not yeah that's true And also so in aviation is it do you feel comfortable working with other male colleagues or you know is it like same amount of respect or do you feel, is it like harder for women I uh, know um it's very respectful and I'm um, especially in India right now uh, we have more number of female pilots than other places uh, I mean overall the percentage is still like it's very male dominated field but um it's uh, people are very respectful towards me and uh, they're in awe when they see a girl pilot and it's very nice well and i also heard in 2016 in women's day like the air india was the first company to fly all around the world with all female crew yeah yeah we did that yes i also did um few all female pilots crew uh flights couple of times wow that must be an amazing experience yeah yeah it's nice it's nice to have all women crew <laughs> <laughs> i i read somewhere that you after you started working you bought your parents a house and like you were sponsoring your brother's education in another country like that must feel so great to give back to your parents absolutely they did so much themselves and here it's been like misinterpreted wrong yes i help my sister brother a lot but also my dad has put in imagine if my dad has not put in that kind of money and he wouldn't have struggled to pay i wouldn't have become a pilot yeah. so i'm owning uh, it's 
it's okay to help your parents i mean um, then my dad and me like really took up the whole thing and doing together because my sister now is in us and her studies are very expensive in us and uh, she did her um, dentistry in usc and my brother has studied in melbourne and we really all of us stand by each other for everything in life and everyone in my family is like equally supportive to all of uh, like everything we do yeah that's awesome do they live in mumbai or where do their your parents live my parents stay in uh, andhra pradesh vijayawada um, i'm bombay based so i stay in mumbai and uh, i fly out of delhi often and sister is near chicago and my brother is in melbourne wow all around the world uh <laughs> how many hours a month do you fly about 70 to 80 hours wow that's not that bad uh no it's good <laughs> yeah it's pretty awesome um going to ask some rapid fire question absolutely good <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite movie or documentary sally is it is it because airline based yeah i chose the pilot lifestyle the way we get up and eat beach clad and then go find food for yourself and um especially we do this ultra long haul flights jet lag affects me a lot and um, the way they show the way uh, is in the hotel that's what we actually do you know the hotel life and then get down and the weather is different it's hot here in uh, bombay then we land there and uh, it also at least gives a glimpse of what kind of responsibility and what are quick um, decisions we have to make sometimes overall i think yeah i love the movie <laughs> Wow. I haven't watched it yet, so that will definitely be on my list. Um you've flown like you flew all over the world. What is your favorite place and why? I love 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 New York. <laughs> New York's my favorite city. <laughs> and I love shopping and it completely again as I told you we jet lagged it suits my lifestyle because we get up in the middle of the night and walk out i think i feel very safe uh, doing that there also the city is very lively in the middle of the night also which helps me and even in the daytime a lot of tourists a lot of every place you go you mostly see most of the local people but new york you also get to see a lot of tourists which is like so many different cultures in the same place and um i think i love everything about the city <laughs> yeah i mean i've lived here for this november will be 9 years and wow. i'm still in love with it the first time i came to america was like end of 2008 and i went to times square and i was just awestruck i was in love with the city and what a coincidence i've been coming to new york for nine years it must be the same year the first time i went to times square i love central park i love times square i think i love everything i like fashion i'm new <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have to definitely hang out when you come here next time surely we'll do that we'll catch up yes um any favorite book or any book you're looking forward to reading for very long i've been waiting to read this book seven habits of highly effective people mhm yeah, that's for i want to read <laughs> i feel like when you read it you're going to realize like wow i already have all these habits <laughs> i hope so <laughs> i hope i have at least one of them <laughs> um any quote or mantra you live by I'm still learning. Um, learning is a constant process, and that's when you can get better. The day you know you know everything, you you stop progressing. That's what I feel. Absolutely, and I feel like with your job, you have to learn new manual or new rules every, like probably every few months, right? 
absolutely every six months we have like a lot of um, changes in the manual so we have to constantly uh, keep focused and read a lot of stuff what's the hardest part about it being a pilot uh, um, you know, um, part of the job, apart from like the good things and a uh, few challenges what we face is, uh, you know, like because I'm doing international sectors, we have to get up in the middle of the night when maybe the rest of the people are sleeping, <laughs> you have to make an effort to get up and go on the flight. Yeah. Because once I wear uniform, I'm completely charged, but the getting up part in the middle of the night. And uh, in the daytime, we have to make sure that I'm resting because... Um, I'm flying in the night, then I have to sleep in the day. So adjusting to those timings before flight and after flight, you're jet lagged. So when I reach US a lot of times in the morning, I sleep through the day, then I'm awake in the night. So you're dealing with jet lag and food habits and your food. A lot of times when I want to lose weight, it gets difficult to maintain my diet with traveling part. Yeah. So those kind of things. That's tough. Um, where I know you just like got into social media, but if you people want to you know, follow you on social media and know more about what you're doing, uh, where should they find you? So uh, about till three weeks back, I was completely non-social media person. But uh, I think uh, what I'm posting helps a lot of people. So I started to post and I'm learning I'm not very social media friendly. So pardon if somebody don't find me right. But I'm trying uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, not very active. But I'm trying to tweet and uh, Instagram. <laughs> So I'm uh, like, and I'm getting a lot of queries and all, but I'm not getting the queries very clearly because I don't know the background. So I mean, I want to help people. I'm trying. Let's see how I'll do it. Uh, maybe I'll find better ways to do it. What's your handle? Is it? Um, I mean, I can put in my show notes so people can find you easy. So it's your really, name. It's, um, it's Annie Space Divya. Okay. A double N Y Space D Y A. Yep, I'll definitely put in show notes as well. Um, yeah, same handle on uh, all the three uh, Facebook and Twitter and Insta. Yeah, and you know you've been in like news lately. I've I'm one of my coworker found out about you, Emmett, and he told me he's like she seems so inspiring. I would love to hear her story if you can get her. So saw you in Business Insider. So you know like if people really want to learn from you, they can just Google your name and it's everywhere. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Was it hard when you first like got all these notifications from people? Like, were you surprised? I was super surprised, panicked first first two days. I'm like, I want to delete my Facebook from my phone because I really don't know what's happening. I would never post anything otherwise. I think my first public post was about two weeks back. And I got like my friend request list has uh, completely filled up. My uh, Facebook messenger is messaging me saying that you have to either delete or you have to do something because you've got thousand friend requests in like three to four days. Wow. Uh, yeah, I didn't know how to go about it. And slowly I figured out, okay, you have a following option after the friend request stops. And then, so I'm just trying to figure out. And yeah, then I made a few public posts and uh, now I'm like kind of learning about it. Yeah, and I think so amazing, especially... You know, we just hear so much bad news in media lately. And just to see someone like you getting absolutely getting all the attention you deserve and also empowering girls, not just in India or Nepal, but or all around the United States and in West World. And, you know, like showing that women can do anything they put their mind into it. Absolutely. This way, I think all the countries have been very supportive regarding especially me. I think I'm very thankful to all the people in the world who are supporting me. I get messages from all over the world. 
and uh, wow i mean people are really nice and very supportive people really write from like all corners of the world yeah that's awesome the last question what is your definition of courage my definition of courage is first thing to remain calm whatever happens be calm and then deal with it all right any thank you so much for your time i learned so much from this interview thank you so much for having me here i i love talking to you <laughs> <laughs> i will definitely see you when you're in new york Surely we'll catch up once in New York. Hey you guys, thank you so so much for listening to this podcast. I really really appreciate your time. And if you enjoyed this episode, then make sure to subscribe because every single week I will come up with awesome and epic interviews like this one. And do not forget to check out my website limitlessgrid.com for show notes.